Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 77. Yes. It's Hooray. 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 Nick has that mad look in his eye. Uh, and there's a Negroni stare. It's a Negroni stare. He's had a very long week. <laughs> I won't rub salt into the wound by shut saying up, I'm shut off up, all shut week. Up, shut up. Shut up. You've been oh, off a tooth back in a week's. This is the second week I'm off. Get back to work. Marvellous, marvellous. Been sleeping in each morning. Terrible, terrible behaviour. Sitting around reading those books I've been meaning to get to. Uh, Yeah, Shane Ritchie, Rags to Ritchie's. Classic. No. (laughs) Okay. You may notice a lot of birdsong on this episode because the birds have decided to start screaming outside of Nick's window. It's Uh, dreadful here. (laughs) Dreadful. There's all sorts of nature going on. Terrible. The wonderful cheer up of birds who flock to Nick's garden. He's like the selfish giant. Kill them all. Concrete it over. (laughs) How are you, Nick? I'm grumpy. But I'm fine. I'm fine. Grumpy and fine. Yes, staring at the birds, giving them an evil eye. You really are, because you're turning away from the mic so yeah. people can't hear you. No, but you were just spent a while just glaring at the birds, like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> Go yeah. out there with your big stick, your bird catching My net. bird catching stick. <laughs> Works so well. Yes. <laughs> going to go around and poke birds a lot. <laughs> Foolproof. It's like the child catcher, but worse. Yeah, a lot, lot and, worse. And not as successful. <laughs> no film will be made out of you. You shan't be played by a ballet dancer. Oh. <laughs> but any poisonings this week? No. 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 no it's, it's good to have a thing, just to make sure. Yes. But I don't believe so. But soon, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. I may have poisoned my liver from uh, being at a festival. Yes, you and your festivaling youthful ways. I know. It's marvellous. We we had quite the discussion about it on Patreon. Awful. We've come up with a whole new business scheme for you, Nick, which the patrons have embraced (laughs) completely. Yeah, I've been looking at that today again. Well, we think there needs to be more Negroni stalls at festivals (laughs) because, of course, that's the drink you want when dancing at 2am. to. drink I want when I'm dancing at (laughs) 2am. Oh, I do. I do too. It's marvellous. But Nick's Negroni stall. Nick's Negroni's. That Nick yeah. will sit at at the stall drinking Negronis, and when people come up and go, "Can I have a Negroni?" He goes, "No, fuck off." No, they're mine. Go away. <laughs> people will pay for the privilege to see Nick Absolutely. drink. Absolutely, and I'll poke them with my stick. <laughs> Be gone. Go away. 
it's a plan that cannot Absolutely. fail. Absolutely, yeah, I should be a hit on all the circuits. Well, speaking of denying people drinks and festival goodness and <laughs> great business ideas, I think it's time for us to thank our Patreon subscribers. Well, absolutely. It is a, it's a brilliant business idea. It is. To join the Poisonous Cabinet Patreon. So thank mm-hmm. you very much to Maria Frias for joining us this week. Thank you to Maria and to all the people who have resubscribed and rejoined us on Patreon. Previous subscribers, come back on board. We love you. People who realise they could not live without the Poisonous Cabinet. They tried. And have returned their return and went, no, my life is hollow and empty without this woke up one morning just staring into a mirror in their apartment in paris drinking another absinthe going it's just not the same it's not the same without those two idiots rattling (laughs) in the background (laughs) so thank you to everyone who has subscribed who has followed us and our new lovely maria you're very very sexy maria lovely very sexy not in a weird way you're just lovely (laughs) as a person well nick Mm. Nick, knee deep in his Negroni. <laughs> oh, that was a lot of Negroni. <laughs> because you were trying to do a thing there, yeah, weren't you? And you just kept drinking. <laughs> which is not the thing no, to do with a Negroni. Don't knock back a Negroni. That's not a... <laughs> <laughs> Negroni shots, that could be a thing, couldn't Ooh, it? That would be deadly. But that could be the sideline of the stall. <laughs> you could have Negronis, but they have to sit in a wingback chair and enjoy them. Or if there are these festival folks, you can go, okay, you can have a shot of Negroni and that's it. And send them on their way. Be gone with you, heathens. <laughs> well, Nick. Yes? Are you ready? No. To drink cocktails and talk about poison? Mm, yeah, I, th- I think I think I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we could drink poison yeah. and talk about cocktails. I don't want to. Okay, we'll go with the first one. Yeah, let's the first do one. that. Yay! Hooray! 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 Well, it is Nick's story this yes. week, but of course we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. Mm. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell and will flavour. Our cocktail of the week. Yes. So Nick's story this week. Yes. His pick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the secret ingredient is... It's lovely. It's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> Can we just have that one week? Just like, the secret ingredient is lovely. It's lovely. It's just lovely. It's just loveliness. That's it's what the loveliness, loveliness, loveliness poured into a shaker and stirred up with kindness and benevolence and a tiny bit of malice. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of vomit. <laughs> The secret ingredient is... Is... Is a railroad, railway, depending on where you're from. Yes, very good point, very good point. I'm going with railroad. Not a classic ingredient. I'm just going to say it. Well, you can say it. You'd be wrong, as you're about to find out. Uh, What? (laughs) Has has some part of life passed me by the whole time that railroads are an intrinsic ingredient of every cocktail? Grind them up. Grind. (laughs) Sprinkle them on. You are losing your mind this week, aren't you? So railroad, interesting. I'm, I don't, I'm going to say it's more of an inspiration okay. than a natural ingredient. Let's Good. get that out there first. Because I'm thinking, you know, the the underground railroad. Yes. You can have the hobo, the hobo riding the rails, and and rail and the uh, that's it. That's all I have. So with that as your inspiration, yes. What have we come up with? We have this week. We're having an interesting drink. Well, I hope it's an interesting drink. It sounds interesting. It's not what I've had before. <laughs> right. We're having a brass rails. A brass rails. And I like the name of that. Yeah. Interesting. Brass okay. Rails. I feel that you have gone off the rails. You are just careering <laughs> towards a nervous breakdown at this point. And I love it. We're here for it. And I will support you the whole way. Oh, laughing. good. I like watching it because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there at the end to pat you on the head and, and provide soup. <laughs> Go dance, monkey. <laughs> This promises to be a wonderful episode, people. Brass Rails sounds exciting. I'm excited to try it. Are you really? I am excited I'm, to I'm try it. I'm not getting that vibe, to be honest. I am excited. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It could be marvellous. It could be horrible. On the edge of my seat. <laughs> on the edge of my train seat. 
<laughs> rocketing towards a cliff. Well, without further ado, I think it is time for us to go into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. See you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Oh, Nick. The brass rails. Brass rails. Very nice. Now, this is a very pretty looking drink because mm. it's got accoutrement. I would say it has a garnish. A garnish. A garnish. A, That's a the better word than the thing I said. Makes, it sounds like it's got a small suitcase or something with it. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it's got, it doesn't have any of that. It doesn't have extra things on it. No, it is a, a yellowy colour, an amber colour. Yeah. It's got a foamy head. It's almost like a beer, actually. It does, it does look rather beerish. It does, but and then it's got a, so, so a dusting of something on dusting, the top. Dusting of brown. Dusting of brown. So, yeah, which leads me to think this must have some sort of egg base, maybe, to uh, have the foamy head. Good shout, yes. But then, yeah, the dusting of something. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little, little snifter. Let's give it a go. A sniff. No, I'm going to have a taste for it. Ooh. Do I detect a hint of cinnamon? <laughs> a cinnamon. A cinnamon. Is it cinnamon? Is either cinnamon or nutmeg? I'm thinking it's cinnamon. Well, I think it's time for us to try this. Let's try. Okay, so let's let's dive into the brass rails. Yay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, 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 okay. Mm. Oh, mm. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's tasty. That is tasty. That's, um, ooh, lemony, lemony, mm. sharp. Got the nice mouthfeel to it. Because clearly it's got egg white in it. I'm going to guess that it's got egg white. Yeah, 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 it's got egg white. And egg white always gives a cocktail a nice mouthfeel, as well as a foamy head. It's not just for appearances. It's quite... No, it does make a difference to the... Silky. Yeah. I like that. I'm really... I like that a lot. Very pleasantly surprised. That's that's interesting. The cinnamon on top, I don't know if I tasted it yet. Let's snort some and see where it leads. (laughs) Yours has got a much lighter dust. Mine was slightly heavy-handed with the cinnamon (laughs) dusting. Yes, Um, yours does look like you had like... uh, It's just like a slight crisis. And it's like, oh no, that's too much. (laughs) Must make sure notes look nice. I do like a garnish that is described as a slight crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Most of my life is described as a slight crisis. (laughs) That should be the name of a new cocktail (laughs) we make. Go to the barman and go, I need a slight crisis. (laughs) To mirror me. This is tasty. Okay, second sip. Should I try and guess stuff? Give give it a go, absolutely. Mm. It's got a pleasing sharpness. That's the kind of sharpness I'm on board with. Sour and sharp, cocooned in some sort of sweetness. I don't know how to describe it. Bracketed with sweetness. (laughs) What? Bracketed. Oh, bracketed. (laughs) I thought you just came up with a new word there. Yes, I've made a new word. Bracketed. (laughs) So is there uh, gin? No, there is no gin. No gin, no gin. No gin, no. Lemon and egg white. There's lemon and egg white, absolutely. It's got a fruitiness to it, but it's not overly sweet. I, I really don't know, actually. Mm. Hit me with it. Tell me uh, what's going on here, Nick. Well, okay, must confess, there, there is a particular ingredient in this that I, I scoured Canterbury for, mm. and I could not find. So I've had to make a slight substitution, or make my own, own version. So it may not be 100% what the original would taste like. Okay. But I'm going to get some, because I want to find out. So we start with the base of rum. Rum! We are a dark-aged rum. Ooh, good. Always a good start. So a Seven-year-old tasty, tasty rum. Okay. Then we would have Benedictine. We would have Benedictine. We would have Benedictine, which I could not find anyway. So I was sure I could pick up in my local store. Turns out I couldn't. It's a niche ingredient. It is a herbal liqueur. Mm-hmm. Benedictine made by Benedictine monks in France, mm. much the same sort of thing as Wait. your no. as your Jaegers and your Chartreuses uh. and your Amaros and stuff like that. So, so I've made my own. Reading about the flavours and things, yeah. I I made my own using Drambuie. 
Oh, okay. And yellow chartreuse. Uh, oh, mm. so I'm informed, uh, but you haven't just used yellow chartreuse. You've, you've, you've I mixed it with Andrew, uh, with the Drambuie because reading oh. the the different qualities, the different flavour profile of Benedictine, mm. it was had the same sort of herbal medicinal oomphiness of the Drambuie, but Drambuie yes. is it's honey a bit based. more. Yes, but it's honey based. So is so is Benedictine, but mm. um, Drambuie is also Scotch based, whereas. Yes. Benedictine is more is brandy yes. based, so the the chartreuse was is hopefully bringing the more lighter floral notes okay. that the Drambuie doesn't have because it's a bit more earthy and umphy. So I've combined the two. Uh, if it's it, anything like the original, I have no idea, but it still makes a nice cocktail. You know what? Um, I mean, this is delicious so far. So that is it. That ingenious, so ingenious a brand, a brand from new, Nick's part. A brand new cocktail called the uh, yeah the Nick's Crisis. <laughs> the Nick's Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we had rum. We had Benedictine. Rum, Benedictine. A bit of sugar syrup. Mm-hmm. Lemon and egg white. That's it. Oh, and some uh, orange bitters. Just orange a bitters. dash of orange bitters at the end. You see, the bitters uh, always make the difference. And don't do. forget the bitters. All shaken together. Shake with ice. Get rid of the ice. Shake without ice because you've got an egg. I, I don't taste chartreuse in there. There is no part of me that is cringing. It's the yellow one, so it's it's never as strong. Combining that with Drambuie is a masterstroke because no. I feel like I can, now you said it, I can taste a bit of the Drambuie in there. Drambuie is lovely over ice. It's very much on the sweet floral yeah. end rather than the, the, the nightmare that is chartreuse. Um, <laughs> many people will say the chartreuse is on the sweeter end of things. No. Especially the yellow one. No, no one has ever said that. Many people No have one said has that. said that yellow chartreuse is sweet. Most people, sane people, go, it is the devil's piss. <laughs> As two of our friends attested to on my birthday last <laughs> week, when they tried a cocktail and they all went, ugh, ugh. Well, they're, they're just wrong, basically. And you shouted to the whole table, you're wrong, you're wrong. You're all wrong. Flipped over the table and walked yep, out. and walked out. <laughs> I will not take it this abuse to my beloved chartreuse. Well, you know what you've done? You've created something rather special. That is a damn good cocktail. Tasty, tasty. tasty. I shall put both versions out on Friday, in case you don't have Brent Benedictine like me. But you do have Drambuie <laughs> and yellow chartreuse in the cupboard. <laughs> of course, because you would. Like, who doesn't? If you can go to your parents' house and raid their liquor cupboard, as we, we talked about this before your parents have a liquor cupboard that is full of stuff that should never see the light of day and they bought something in the 70s or the 80s and it's still bloody in there the drambuie will be in there the advocat at christmas has to come out every year no he doesn't that can stay in there <laughs> yeah. they won't have chartreuse in there i don't think but they'll probably bloody have a bottle of benedictine yeah it is one of those things it absolutely. was one of yeah, those things sure. so you need to text your mates whoever they are and your family members and go who's got benedictine excuse to go around and see the family or have it delivered if you don't want to see them (laughs) or break into their homes and take their benedictine and none of their stuff and then go no honestly it was for a cocktail officer i would be intrigued to try it with benedictine because i I don't even know what benedictine tastes like i'm gonna buy some because i want some for the for the cabinet i guess it used to be on the shelf of a restaurant i worked in next to strager yeah yeah it's all much that sort of same that sort of, herbally... sort of weird strager's saffron based yeah benedictine sat on the shelf and no one had it and one person Coated in, in a year just went a glass of benedictine please not a pint like a shot i mean <laughs> <laughs> pint of benedictine pint please. benedictine please Sounds like a great evening i'm having a crisis <laughs> well this is lovely go with it the next crisis versus the brass rails <laughs> <laughs> and the dusting of is it cinnamon yes cinnamon yeah a little spicy delight yes, at the indeed. end it's a lovely drink <laughs> <laughs> i'm very happy because i've got that and a bit of a negroni and it's not my story yep. <laughs> all me all nick with all our me. brass rails firmly yep. in hand firmly firmly in hand delighted warm 
fuzzy place we're in is it time for us to join it it is yay and we're not going to stay in that lovely delighted warm fuzzy place anymore oh we're going to horrible murders yay and vicious nastinesses why do you think that people at home aren't snuggling down with their cocoa <laughs> going yes this is the thing that sends people off to sleep they don't listen to sleep apps or Stephen fry's voice they listen to murder podcasts snuggled down hearing about serial killers it's very bizarre i don't get it 77 episodes in and you're still astounded <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> so we are heading back to the usa usa to visit atlanta georgia georgia in the summer of 1911 Ooh, okay. Tell okay. the story of a killer who stalked the streets, targeting young women in African American communities. Oh Jesus! So it's oh. very jolly. So yeah, I told yeah, you we're not yeah. not being oh. jolly for long. You've already brought the mood down. That's what I do. It's your job. It's my job. None of you are to have fun. Never have fun here. That is going to be the side slogan of your Negroni stall. Yes. Negro Nick's Negronis. None of you will have fun. None of you will have fun. <laughs> No laughing. No laughing, no drinking, no talking. Indeed. So the city of Atlanta is thriving. There has been a major economic boom and people are flocking in to work in the new factories and industries that are springing up all over the place. Or they're going to work on one of the many, many railways that pass through the city, making it an incredibly important transport hub, shipping goods all throughout the south. Railways! Railways! The start of our railway journey. Hey! It's mentioned um, much more, I assure you. It's not just that. that. You didn't just crowbar that in. They they had a railway station. On with the story. (laughs) Some weeks it is like that, isn't it? We just go with anything. I don't care. Not this time. Now, the city likes to project itself as as modern and forward-looking, racially tolerant. However, segregation is still law. And there is, unsurprisingly, a huge divide between the black and white communities in the Mm. city. Racial violence is incredibly frequent uh, and often just accepted as a way of life. To put this into some sort of context, in 1906, so a few years prior, 40 black men had died at the hands of a mob who had rampaged through the city after there were rumours that four white women had been assaulted by one black man. And 40, 40, men. 40 men were killed by this mob seeking justice and revenge. They liked to project their racially tolerant views, but mm. really it was a very, very thin veneer of unpleasantness yeah and so in this environment it is not surprising that when when several several black women started to turn up dead the press and authorities gave it very little thought really however in the tight-knit african-american communities fear began to spread but there was a, a murderer in their midst grim grim grim, time. grim times grim for all times for all let's just take that as red nasty nasty just... nasty so we, we can't say for certain exactly when this murder spree began Mm. Um, but it is widely believed to have started on Saturday the 22nd of January 1911. <laughs> I like so the way you said precisely. like, yes, like we, we don't know when it began, but people think it's precisely on precisely. this date. No, what I mean, but what I mean is okay. there were, there are several murders prior to this that some people have linked as part of this oh. grouping, but some people go, no, that was something else. Yeah. So we don't know when the first one was. Most people think it was this case. Yeah. Some other people go, ah, oh, but there was this one. A few months before, was it that one? Much like the canonical five. Exactly, yes, exactly. So we don't really know when the actual first one was, but it's assumed to be around this time. And this is the case of 35-year-old Rosa Trice. She has been discovered murdered. The left side of her skull completely crushed. Oh, Jesus. With a massive blow from a rock. Um, Her throat has been cut so deeply that her head is nearly severed from her body. 
So we're starting off with a bang, really. Yes, yes. Um, we're starting <laughs> off pleasantly. After this discovery, things accelerate incredibly quickly. And on Sunday the 19th of February, not even a month later, the body of an unidentified black woman was discovered by the railway tracks that ran through woods just outside the city. Her skull also had been crushed. She was estimated to be around 25 years old, and people thought that she had been killed probably a day or two prior to her discovery. Jesus. And then on May the 28th, the body of Mary Walker was found just 25 yards from her home. Mary had been a cook working in a private house, and it was, she was found by her sister when she had failed to return home that evening, and her sister went out looking for her. Again, her throat had been slit through to the bone. <sighs> Now, the Atlanta Constitution, a local paper, reported on this crime the following day with a less than flattering passage at the bottom of page seven that noting a Negro woman had been killed, but there were no clues. That was about the size of the, the article of the report. But if a white woman had been killed. Oh, well, precisely. That would have been headline, front headline, page. Headline, front page. Front page news. But not, not this one. In the early morning of Thursday, the 15th of June, yeah. A.D. Watts was found in some shrubbery close to the Southern Railway. Authorities believe that she had first been hit in the head with a metal coupling pin, the things that link train carriages yes. together. Yeah. So walloped with one of these before Jesus. the killer um, had stabbed at her skull <gasps> and then slit her throat. So these are really frenzied attacks. These are incredibly violent, frenzied, full of rage, it would seem, uh, um, attacks. Yeah. And it seems a lot of them as well are perhaps killed elsewhere and then have been dragged into. Oh, so they were right. perhaps, they were knocked on the head as they were walking down a street and then dragged so somewhere been- else been abandoned alongside exactly the railway track because so. i was thinking like you know what were all these people doing alongside no, the railway track so but, but we've got to assume that they're elsewhere this is the they were elsewhere ground. they were walking home from okay. work a lot of these these things seem to happen late at night oh. so they were walking home from their jobs clobbered over the head with a coupling pin or a mm-hmm. rock or something and then dragged off bloody hell but it's only after the death of ad watts that some people begin to speculate that there may be something more going on than they initially thought um that these deaths may in fact be connected they aren't just a series of random attacks that there there could be something linking these things together okay on the 16th of june the day after ad watts was killed another paper the atlanta journal ran a piece questioning whether a black butcher was loose in the city something mm-hmm. that the african-american community had been saying for months they've been crying mm. out that their their women had were being targeted and, and murdered mm. everyone's going no nah, it's fine no it's fine no, that's it's probably, probably fine. nothing probably nothing, nothing going people on. die all the time in the street but now it is getting out there that something something is awry now it is in this short article that first links these atlanta murders to those that occurred in london over 20 years earlier no the article claims no. that the police <laughs> no it's 19 what it's 1911 so we're like 26 years or so ah, after ah. the article claims that the police are coming to the conclusion that atlanta <laughs> has an insane criminal okay. something on the order of the famed jack the ripper what so they're not saying it is the same person but they're saying they have a copycat or something okay. like that someone yeah they don't believe it's the same culprit Mm. But there is a copycat, someone who's matching that MO. I'm pleased and disappointed at the same time. Because, (laughs) yes, obviously it's not Jack the Ripper who's come over to America. But I'm also a little bit disappointed that they didn't go, Jack the Ripper has come to America. (laughs) Because bloody everyone else who ever murdered anyone, the authorities thought that. In this case, they went... Clearly, they were more intelligent. They went, no, it's definitely not him. No, it's definitely not him. But some, well, ha- but we have it? our own. We have a, the Atlanta Ripper. The Atlanta Ripper. R- well, so his I name mean, was born. I mean, it's a bit of a leap, actually. Sorry, it, 
not to split hairs or split bodies, as it were. The mo isn't the same. It's just well, a serial killer. Is or or is it? Or am I wrong? There are there are there are more things that I will reveal. Oh, there are more things that are slowly revealed to the public later down okay, the line. Okay, because just clobbered over the head and throat slit yeah, does no. not seem like ripper territory. We have we have a, a bit little, more going on. We have a bit not. more going on that may further uh, uh, that opinion. Uh, okay, but not everyone is convinced that Atlanta does indeed have a ripper. That there is a mass murder going on. The Atlanta Constitution, this rival paper that first reported on the, the Negro woman and no clues, they themselves publish a report saying that their police sources believe that their murders are entirely isolated and completely unrelated incidents. How? 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 <laughs> how? Is this just trying to play down racial violence? And like, no, they're completely isolated because it's fine. That's fine, isn't it? Yeah. If just there's lots of random attacks on black women in the same MO, people are doing it. Don't worry about don't it at all. Don't worry about it. It's only just a series of horrific murders carried out by lots of people. <laughs> Wonderful. That's much, much better. Much, I can rest easy. Absolutely. Knowing that this could happen to me any fucking day of the week. <laughs> See, I would think I prefer to know that there's one crazy person. Yeah, yes. Rather than a whole bunch of crazy people. Just, by the way, you're probably going to be murdered and beaten by a whole host of people. Now, I think the idea was that they were these were personal attacks on an individual level. So someone, it wasn't just someone going out and killing someone ran. So not good, obviously. But not a random That's spree worse. killer. That's worse. So <laughs> That's worse. Black people, basically, you're going to be murdered. It's not, so it's just, not encouraging. Oh, Beating the mic in your rage. On Saturday the 24th of June, Lizzie Watkins becomes the next victim. Oh, no. She was found the following morning in a clump of bushes. Like the others, Lizzie's throat had been slashed. Now, following Lizzie's death, the killings are finally moved to the front page of the Atlanta Journal. Finally. They are no longer a little sub... A nib. Nib. Is that, is that the word? A nib is a news in brief. So oh. the tiny little bits of, you know, about 50 words or so yeah, in a newspaper. page seven type thing. Yeah, tiny, tiny, those little tiny paragraphs of news of just this happened. There we go. It's called a news in brief or a nib in journalism speak. I have learnt a new thing. The similarities between the murders and the victims are now too great to put down to coincidence. This time, reports go into a much greater depth, revealing details that had previously been kept under wraps, and the public came to know the full horror about what was happening in their, in their city. The paper described how the women had been choked or clobbered to unconsciousness mm. before they had been dragged to their death somewhere near a railroad where they were discovered. Oh, God. He described how the victims had been mutilated. Oh. In, all in the same particular area of their bodies, oh, the paper no. described. Now, no. due to, to, due to the, the delicate nature of these uh, mutilations, the papers didn't go into full details about right. the locations. Later revealed that they were targeted around their genitals. Right. It is confirmed that the, the Atlanta Ripper had not raped or sexually assaulted any of the victims right. um, but the, the injuries were very definitely sexual in nature due to their location and the fury yeah i was going to ask about whether there'd been any yeah so no no sexual assault but sexual mutilation exactly reports also claim that the killer must have had some sort of anatomical knowledge oh. further linking him to the to the jack the ripper mythology Okay, it's an interesting theory. <laughs> people may have thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure many people have many thoughts. But, but the, the, well, okay, maybe we'll come back to this. Let's let's put a pin in it for later. Oh. 
but saying he had anatomical knowledge. How much anatomical knowledge is there if you're just slashing at someone's genitals and you know where the womb is? It's not. It doesn't take a genius. It doesn't at all. It doesn't at all. This could well be one of the things they wrote about to try and keep that connection with the Jack the Ripper to make mm. it much more sensational than it actually was. A frenzied attack. A frenzied on attack women. in the sort of pubic area type thing. Absolutely, that needs no specialist knowledge as no, to where that is. You don't need to be a doctor. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, but maybe it would, maybe it was hyperbole for the paper potentially. Oh, interesting. I like it. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like it, but it's interesting. It's interesting. interesting. Now, the Atlanta Constitution, the other paper, on the other hand, is still sitting there going, la, 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 la. It's all fine. It's all lovely. (laughs) And also, can I just point out, that is a ballsy name to give you a bloody newspaper. The Atlanta Constitution. Constitution. We are so reputable (laughs) that we are named after the Constitution. That's that's very arrogant. We are the Constitution. Mm. Fuck you, the Atlanta Constitution. (laughs) See, they report that Lizzie Watkins' deaths death was due to cocaine and whiskey cocaine and whiskey the the classic side effect is obviously having your throat slit and genitals cut out um that's what happens frequent. all the time you have a bit of cocaine a tiny dram of whiskey you cut off your own genitals and bash yourself on the head it's what happens carnage at all celebrity parties oh my god what so, yes what <laughs> I'm angry. Tack they were taking. I'm angry. The first real lead, the first clues come in the case come on the 1st of July, with unfortunately with the murder of 40-year-old Lena Sharp. Oh. Now, as you might expect, the Atlanta Constitution and the Atlanta Journal um, have rather varying accounts, though both of them are quoting the same eyewitness. Okay. The, the accounts vary okay. quite considerably. Okay. Is it like the Daily Star versus the Guardian, or is it like <laughs> the Times or the Financial Times versus the Daily Mail? <laughs> I mentioned the Daily Mail, sorry. <laughs> you did it in my house, how dare you? Oh my God. <laughs> so in the version reported by the Atlanta Constitution, they reported that Lena had told her 20-year-old daughter, Emma Lou, that she was going to take a walk to the market and she would be back shortly. And now when Lena had not returned after about an hour or so, Emma Lou became concerned. Obviously there was a, a murderer on the loose, mm. so she was concerned for her mother. Headed to the market herself in search to find out where she was. She arrived at the market only to discover that no one had seen Lena that day at all. She had oh. not arrived. As Emma Lou was walking back to the house, she was stopped by a tall black man in a wide-brimmed hat who asked her, how do you feel this evening? Really? Okay. Apparently so. That's what the, the report says. Now, Emma Lou said she did, not, she did not answer and moved on past him. Behind her, she heard him say, don't worry, I never hurt girls like you, before she feels a knife being plunged into her back. What? Oh. The man then runs off laughing while she's on the on the street screaming for help neighbours rush out of the houses to see what all the commotion is about and find mm. Emma Lou in the road fortunately she does recover from her injuries but Lena was not so lucky and she was discovered just a few streets away with her head in a pool of blood and her throat cut so he said I never hurt girls like you and then he stabbed her and then stabs her in the back but doesn't kill her stabs her in the back and then runs off okay so that sounds fun. But still, this is from the Constitution. This is from the paper. Constitution. This is this is apparently the the testimony of Emma Lou, the daughter, yeah. who went through all this. Um, in the second version that has come from the Atlantic Journal, again, supposedly from Emma Lou, they report that Liena and Emma Lou were both walking together to the market when oh. the mystery black man appears. He mm-hmm. steps out of his hiding spot and blocks their path. He strikes Lena in the head with a brick 
Wow. And she falls to the ground. The man then begins stabbing at slashing at Emma Lou. Remaining silent throughout. This time he says nothing. No. Doesn't say anything. Emma Lou runs, runs off screaming um, after this attack, but does not, does not get far before she faints due to the blood loss yeah. from, her, from her wounds. It is then that the killer cut Lena's throat so severely that her head is severed from her body. He then returns to Emma Lou, who is lying on the, str- in the on the ground, but has regained consciousness, and she sees him standing over her with his bloody knife. But the shouts of neighbours approaching scare him off and send him running. Very different accounts, mm. then, isn't it? Indeed, so two quite different versions of events, supposedly from the same witness. Very um, dramatic, very dramatically different. Yeah, absolutely. So why such different accounts? We don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know why, what it was. Um, I mean, the the second one is more sensational and more bloody and, and, and more gruesome. The first one, more... I, I don't know. We really don't know. I mean, the, the main points are the same that it was lena she she died emma lou was attacked their assailant was a large black man and he attacked with a knife those are Mm. points that are similar well the same through through both versions or if they're both of them are a slightly journalistic let's make it sound more fancy but then Um, emma lou must have must have given an account absolutely must have given an account about her mother if she was, if she had been attacked in that frenzied way in the second way, there would be evidence of it, surely. Absolutely, she she would have done. But then also, these are papers written by white men. Emma Lou is going to have no recourse to say that's not what I said at all. She's a twenty-year-old no. black girl woman. So Medical records aren't going to be very strong at that. So she's time. not going to be able to say no, that's not what I said. Well, people are going, we don't, we don't care because that's what this reporter has chosen to write. So they, for whatever reason, they chose to sensationalise or twist her version, her story. I'm really um, thrown by that. That that has really made me think. Ooh, okay. To, but 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 to no obvious advantage. Either, no, either way. no, no obvious so, advantage. I, I'm fascinated by how a crime can be differently reported. Do <laughs> we do know from both accounts that say Emily survived, and she also she got a good look at her attacker. Yes. So she was now an eyewitness. She was able to provide a description to the police about who had attacked her and killed her mother. Now, the murder and assault of Lena and Emma Lou prompted the Atlanta Constitution rather begrudgingly to declare that the serial killer theory now had been given further substance. <laughs> um, <laughs> the same article, however, also said that the, the, the problem of help is becoming serious. What? The white folk were now finding it difficult to find domestic Are you staff... F- because me. they were they were afraid to go out of, of an evening so very much showing their their true colors yeah um mm. their, their main concern was lack of domestic staff of the fancy white houses black people are being killed but what about our needs but what about my sandwiches the dusting is not being done the door yeah. has been left unanswered for days <laughs> there's a queue of people out there i can't possibly find exactly. the door myself. one of them might be a murderer <laughs> i wish they would just put their petty upsets aside oh my god this no. is horrible <laughs> yeah so they, they're very much showing their the way oh. they were they oh. were leaning politically. I do uh, not like this paper. I hope it folded <laughs> in a blaze of fire. It, it could be still out there. I don't know. I, I haven't, will I haven't hunt, Googled I, it. I'm fine. I will hunt that editor down. <laughs> I don't think the editor's still out there, but the paper might still be oh, around. Oh, no, I'll find it. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professional professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/people today hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A local undertaker, a chap called Mr. Lee, offers a $25 reward for the capture of the man who had killed Lena Sharp. Good for him. Um, he issues also a request to other black businesses that they donate to this reward fund to make it more enticing and hopefully encourage residents of either race mm. um to to come forward and assist the police yeah as another weekend approaches the atlanta journal runs with a headline will jack the ripper claim eighth victim this saturday an unnamed policeman is quoted as saying the killer would definitely take another victim bef- saturday before midnight Right. This unnamed policeman is half right. On Saturday the 8th of July, Mary Yeldall leaves work in the evening and begins to walk home. As she, she passes an alley that leads down to the railway track, she stops as she hears a whistle. A large black man, tall and well-built, is running towards her down the alley. She screams and runs back to the house that she was working in and her employer, a chap called Mr. Seltzer, grabs his revolver and heads for the alley. Surprisingly, the man is still there. The man is wow, still in okay. the alley waiting. When Mr. Seltzer points the gun at him, orders him to raise his hands or be shot, he runs down the alley and vanishes in the mm. undergrowth. The following morning, a meeting is held at the First Congregational Church, where Pastor Hugh Henry Proctor, along with other community leaders, asks that every black resident in Atlanta use all their resources to locate this killer. Mm. Donate as much money as they can to reward funds. They ask residents to fully cooperate with the police. Now, until now, they have been rather reluctant 
to mm. cooperate, to, to speak with the police. They had not had good experiences with the police um, <laughs> prior prior to now. So when the police go knocking on their, your door, it's, you're not open and chatty and telling them everything you know. So the, but the, the, the pastor there is going, please, you need to tell them what, what you know, what you have seen. The community also requests that the police force themselves hire black detectives mm. to assist in the hunt, reasoning that well, members of the community are going to be much more likely to speak to them much more freely. Yeah. To, to, one of, to one of their own. On the morning of Tuesday the 11th, a workman discovers the body of Sadie Holly. Oh. Sadie's skull has been fractured with a large stone and her throat slashed ear to ear. Her shoes have been cut from her feet. What? And a comb from her hair is found next to, to the rock that had been used to beat her. But why all of a sudden he's switched tack and now gone for a feet thing? So he's cut the shoes off her feet? Yes. Has he done anything to her feet? Not that I, not that I know about. So, well, obviously, the mutilation due to cutting the shoes off. But if Why I don't he... know if there's anything further. Why is he cutting the shoes off and taking the comb? This is quite weird. That is, it is slightly peculiar. So slightly did, peculiar. So, within twenty minutes of this discovery, over one hundred people had come to gawp um, at this gruesome sight. Lovely, which is delightful. So, all manner of any sort of forensic evidence, any mm. footprints and things like that, have been completely obliterated. Mm. By the time the coroner arrived, the crowd had grown to over 500 people. Oh my God. Standing around, trying, straining, trying to get a look at what was going on. I mean... Uh... Sadie Holly receives the, the rather dubious honour of being the first victim to make the front page of the Atlantic Constitution. Wonderful. Our favourite paper. The, oh, how benevolent. <laughs> the paper had decided to fully embrace the Atlanta Ripper um, and publish headlines like Reign of Crime Grips Atlanta and Negro Woman Slain. So mm. delightful headlines. They do make up for lost time though by recounting all the killings in glorious detail just churning Um, out those nibs again into one great big juicy full page lead exactly and claiming as if they had thought of it that a mass murderer is on the loose it must be it's the only possible way um obviously they were the very first ones to come up with this theory but this was now splashed across their paper day after day after day there was a brief glimmer of hope when a chap called henry huff is arrested less than 24 hours after sadie holly's body is found huff apparently had been the last person seen with Holly and the police find Huff with bloodstains on his trousers and scratches on his arm. Oh. Um, a cab driver has claimed that Huff and Holly had been arguing in his vehicle before he dropped them off very near to where she was discovered and Huff was held on suspicion while the police tried to make their case. Okay. Now not long after Huff's arrest, police also pick up a chap called Todd Henderson after a man claimed that he has seen Henderson with Sadie Holly on the night she was murdered. So she's now got, they've got, now got two two possibilities okay. um, going on there. Emma Lou Sharp, the, the woman who survived was brought in to listen to Henderson's voice Mm. Um, and according to the constitution she shrank back upon hearing him leading more credence to actually their version of events where she said that he had spoken to her whereas the journal had reported silence throughout Henderson of course denies any link to the Ripper whatsoever and is in fact quoted as saying that if he were the Ripper he would have begun with his wife as she apparently gave him lots of trouble best defense it's not hey, the best defense you know who i'd kill if i could have killed someone just shush shush the lawyer sitting shush there with now. his head in his hands like oh my god why you know who deserves to die i was gonna kill her i would kill her but clearly it worked because everyone like huh he's right his wife is alive 
He is blameless <laughs> and faultless. Let him go. Absolutely. Well, the, the case Don't against... Don't make jokes now. <laughs> the case against both Henderson and Huff is entirely circumstantial. But the police <laughs> turned them over to the prosecutor, um, leaving them to sort through it. And now, unsurprisingly, both men are actually eventually cleared of any wrongdoing. Not surprised. On the 31st of August, the body of Marianne Duncan was found lying between railroad tracks. Oh, no. Like previous victims, her throat had been slashed, and like Sadie Holly, her shoes had been cut away. Her shoes had been cut away. On the 22nd of October, Eva Florence was found in a field, beaten in the head and stabbed in the neck. What? The 10th of November, Minnie Wise was oh. found dead in an alley. God. She had been bludgeoned with a rock, dragged in to a garden where her throat was cut. This time, her right index finger had been hacked off at the middle joint, and again, her shoes were missing. What? The list goes on and on and on. The 21st of November, Mary Putnam, throat cut, her chest mutilated, her heart left lying next to her body. Ooh. 19th of January, we're now in 1912. 19th of January, Pearl Williams was found with her throat slashed. Incredibly. Absolutely mind-bogglingly, boggingly, in March 1912, a grand jury concluded that the Atlanta Ripper was nothing more than a myth. What? Each murder had been committed by a different man, most likely due to jealousy following immoral conduct. Are you... A grand jury made up of 12 white men, one would assume. 12 white men decided to victim blame the shit out of this. Exactly. Is that what happened, Nick? Yes, these... I'm going to flip this table. I'm... Oh, what the... These were immoral women who deserved what was coming to them. Oh, God. Oh, I mean... It's absolutely fucking dreadful. I mean, how... It's one of those where you go, I shouldn't be surprised because we know the past history, but still, still... No one has ever explained how they came to this conclusion... What evidence was presented being or anything white with like that? Dicks. But... That's how. That's how. Oh, these women must have been to blame for being murdered. That's how they talked because they're all idiots. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Atlanta Ripper themselves—they did not get this memo about <laughs> it, it being nothing to do with him that he did not exist. Um, <laughs> and on the 18th of April, 18-year-old Mary Cates was discovered by railway tracks, her throat cut, her body mutilated. On the 10th of August, Henry Brown, a chap, is arrested for the murder of Eva Florence that had occurred in October 1911. Brown's wife gave evidence to the police that many times her husband had come home on a Saturday evening, coincidentally the same Saturday evenings that many of the killings had taken place, and his clothing had been covered in blood. And she questioned none of this. She questioned none of this until the police rocked up and then she informed them a year later. Now, while Henry Brown is, is questioned, he reportedly gives details of other crimes and police felt certain that they had their man. Okay. However, during his trial for the murder of Eva Florence... It is revealed that the police had chained Brown's arms and legs to chairs and beaten him until he confessed. On the stand, Brown testified that he suffered from hallucinations. The jury acquitted him on the 18th of October, believing that he would confess to anything under the pressure and the treatment he had received by the police. I mean, fair enough, I guess, but I... (sighs) Don't like any of this. Don't like Nick. any of this. I don't like any of this. <laughs> I, I said it was not a fun story. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm so angry. Things start to fizzle out a bit. Okay. Reported cases get less and less frequent, 
Back in 1911, we had periods where a new victim was being discovered every weekend. Oh, every week, there was a new person. Now, we are going months between reported cases. Oh, well, that's small graces. Did the killer get bored? Did the killer because just, he clearly wasn't because, being caught. Did, did he, he was killing someone every weekend going, guys, seriously, lock me up. And they're like, nope, nope, there's no serial killer out here. As far as we can see, I see no evidence of anything untoward apart from people killing people randomly. We shall retire for lunch. So the Atlanta Ripper was probably just going, I, I can't anymore. You are awful. All of you are worse than me. Today it's very angry. I'm very angry. <laughs> Or, or did he move away? Did he move out of the area? Yes, for a and holiday. He's, he's gone elsewhere. Perhaps there is a whole other range of Ripper cases elsewhere. Yes. Um, in another state that were never connected. <laughs> or or did he get so well practiced that his other victims were never found? That he was con- continuing his same frequency? No, it, it seems like that's all unlikely. of his victims were left. They want, he, he was oh, leaving absolutely. a message. He was leaving a message. In March of 1914, notes are found scattered throughout mm. the city which threatened to cut the throats of all Negro women who were on the streets at night. Oh, God. Of course, the newspapers attribute these notes to the Atlanta Ripper and again link him to the Jack the Ripper case where he supposedly wrote letters to the police. Tenuous at best. Tenuous at best, but it was the belief at the time um, and that they leapt on that that connection. Any time a black woman was killed, the papers rushed to conclusion that the Atlanta Ripper was responsible. Mm. As late as September 1924, the Atlanta Constitution printed the headline Another Ripper Victim Reported. Although this woman remained unidentified and had been shot. Oh, Okay. Very clearly, nothing, well, not, nothing, nothing like that. Them. But a dead woman, therefore, it must have been the Ripper. From 1910 to 1924, there were many, many, many murders throughout Atlanta, and the Ripper cannot take credit for all of them. But the legend grew so much that people tried to use the unknown killer to mask their own crimes. In 1918, the husband of murder victim uh, Minnie Wise spoke often and loudly to anyone who would listen about how his poor beloved wife had fallen prey to the Atlanta Ripper until it was revealed that he had. Killed killed her himself in a jealous oh. rage but he was trying to pass the blame and, and mask it all as well, a course, Atlanta yeah. Ripper case no serious suspects were ever identified for the Atlanta Ripper really we do not know which of the myriad of murders that were committed were done by the same person and which were completely unrelated it is more than likely that the murderer was himself an African-American. Emma Lou Sharp was adamant in both versions of her events. The man that stabbed her and killed her mother was a black man. Mm. Plus, it would have been incredibly difficult for a, for a white man to move freely throughout these communities without mm. being noticed yeah. and without being someone that people would notice and spot and be suspicious mm. of and go, well, why the hell are you here? That the bodies were nearly always found by railroad tracks or something to do with the railroad. This has to be a clue somehow too. Yes, um, is why it the possible? Well, is it possible that he works on the railroad? But that, well, you don't um, shit on your own doorstep. And he so. keeps to areas that he knows well. Another theory was that at the beginning, since the killings always took place on a weekend, perhaps he wasn't local and he travelled to the area by train. Oh, okay. Um, now, yeah. there were two versions. Either that he lived elsewhere, travelled by train killed someone got on a train and left or that was he a worker on the railroad who was passing through and the train stopped for a few hours in atlanta as it took on cargo or coal or something like that he jumped off killed someone jumped back on and went on his way again Mm. those were varying theories with each murder the police did increase their patrols but with 
little more to go on than young black woman as a profile. They were at a complete loss to try and get ahead of this. Our favourite paper, the Atlanta Constitution, which had devoted little space in reporting the crimes, instead now decided to report on the ineffectiveness of the police department. Of course. um, And their inability to protect the city's population. But... Eventually, the papers moved on to new stories and new scandals, Mm. um, and interest in the case dwindled until the police gave up the hunt entirely. Mm. And to this day, the Atlanta Ripper case remains unsolved. (gasps) A case that made Sinead incredibly angry. Understandably. (laughs) It's a a grim, grim old business. That is the story of the Atlanta Ripper. Yay! Oh, yay, but boo. 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 Boo, indeed. Boo. Oh, God, what a story. I'd no idea about the details of that case. Mm. I mean, it just beggars belief, though, doesn't it? The sheer volume of deaths and murders. How? I mean, has there been any other case, really, that we've covered so far? Obviously, there's massive serial killer cases, the famous ones that we have encountered. But any of the cases that we've covered, with that number of brutal murders where it's just been it's fine no no <laughs> problems here whatsoever no, it's just series of men killing people rather than one person mm. go with just the law of averages guys <laughs> and it's something we don't know i mean estimates go between anywhere from as low as eight people yeah. up to about 40 Jesus. is is the range yeah. And, and we will never know exactly how no. many were done by the same person, whom, however many were, were killed by jealous lovers and other completely unconnected things that exactly. all lumped in together. I mean, to um, play devil's advocate a tiny bit, not to condone the, the, the lack of investigation that went into this case, clearly because it was black women who were being murdered and seemingly in the black community. So, oh, OK, fine, we just won't look into this at all. If it was to happen in the white community, obviously oh, there would, there would have be been uproar. far more suspects. But is this an instance where there have been some murders and then just people with a vendetta against black people are just murdering people going, yeah, fuck it, we'll copycat. We've read about it, we'll copycat them if they Using this as an opportunity to do their dota work. Yeah, Mm. they could do. The, The slight issue with that would be clearly the papers or at least one paper was not reporting on how these women had died it wasn't Mm. until later on that you discover that they'd had their heads bashed in and the throats cut so how would a copycat killer know know the details yes exactly to commit these crimes further down the line as you said you know you have the instances where someone went oh it was the atlanta ripper and actually it was just them the whole time mm. but the mo seems to have been so consistent in the early murders and the early attack i think yeah. it's probably likely that the the, the early ones the 1911 1912 mm. may well have been committed by the same by person the serial killer. it's 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 the, the later ones, I mean, the ones going up into the 1920s, yeah. then those ones are incredibly questionable. Oh, yes. Um, and once you get into the sort of 15, 16, 17, those, yeah. those years, then absolutely. The, the full details are out there. Anyone can Everyone go and knows. find out exactly what's, how, how things, things were done mm. um, and replicate that as much as they wanted. So those ones, I'm sure the vast majority of those were, were copycats or people trying to disguise their yeah. own crimes as, as, as the, the Ripper. Ripper. And we've seen that with Jack the Ripper as well, is that every single crime known to man in England, America, and further afield, (laughs) Jack the Ripper, definitely, we don't know. And so, yes, it's probably him. But a horrible, yeah, horrible, horrible story in the fact that this happened to the black community. And obviously using the word Negro in there at the time, that's how it was reported. But no no one giving it credence for even half a second. Could have been white men who were out there. Mm -hmm. 
killing women. No, it, it could have been very convenient to say that it was a member of the black community killing black people because otherwise we don't have to look in our own homes. No, but this is true. But I think there also is something to be said for the fact that these crimes were committed in, predominant, in predominantly African-American communities and mm. neighbourhoods. A white man would have... S- stood out a mile away they I would, agree would yeah. have been incredibly and also i think at the time with the 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 fear and mm. the, the atmosphere there was there if a young woman was was walking home or something like that and she saw an unknown white man approach her then i think probably the first thing to would get the fuck out of here yeah. <laughs> would be would be to i'm gonna cross the road i'm gonna go in the other direction or something like that oh definitely it's, and i think i think it's so, the later attacks possibly with potentially some of the later ones men. absolutely this is someone whoever it was but it's someone had some deep dark seated problem and oh. obviously sexual attacks on women that were not sexual assault motivated it's a definite sexual hatred mutilation yeah and yeah. rage against women for whatever reason yeah who knows what psychological reason there was there but there was obviously something deeply troubled well, <laughs> well exactly we only have to look at the incel community of these days yes, to go okay well men who will just blame women and who will attack them for their sexuality the train thing is interesting because I don't I don't all the explanations you gave there is not that your explanations are wrong or anything but it's just you know they were killed and then they were dragged to the train tracks it, is, is it just if you the... work on the train tracks if you're traveling and you're riding the rails you're not gonna you're not gonna shit where you eat you're not gonna leave the bodies next to the railways going by the way i was here yeah i mean is it purely just a they are areas of, of wasteland that people yeah. don't often yes, go to yes. and stuff like that if you've got people don't generally live right next to them or you can blame a hobo or you can you, yeah. blame um, the transient community so if you dump someone there i mean in these cases they were found pretty quickly but you can stick someone under a bush or between and they yeah. aren't going to be found immediately it's, it's much less obvious than being on the pavement on the roadside you're not going to wander along the train tracks that much so it could purely be that convenience of disposal that they're not going to be found for a few hours. Yeah. So I think fine. it was that. I don't yeah. think it was someone who was riding the rails. I don't think it was someone who worked on the railroad. I don't even think it was someone. The weekend thing is interesting. Yeah, because they say it started yeah. off as, a, as a, every Saturday, every Saturday, like clockwork. Or, or just, um, or just that was their Saturday night. I don't, I don't yeah. know why. Coming in for a, a jolly time, and then I wrote, I wrote some notes down during this in my furied anger, and I wrote <laughs> them in shorthand. And there's one section I can't even read because I was so angry. I wrote it in shorthand. <laughs> I can't read anymore, and I'll have to decipher that later the reporting is great as well the the fucking awfulness of that paper oh the constitution (laughs) and again i'm not saying this because oh look at me i'm fancy it's like i was an ex-journalist i've worked on local papers regional papers nothing particularly fancy but did do my law training did do all of my journalism training and so i love to hear about stories of how newspapers have reported on crimes and the nibs versus the Mm -hmm. the full page you know the front page lead story and how you can portray it and just how wrong a paper can get it because of their particular political allegiance or dead moral alignment. The story's right there in front of you. You have a serial killer. It's going to sell papers and then not to report on it and then later on go on about, oh, the the legal system has let everyone down and they're, they're not investigating this crime enough. Basically going, well, we didn't report on this for a while, but it's everyone else's fault. Ugh. I've just Googled something interesting. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> the Atlanta Journal and the Atlanta, Co- the Atlanta Constitution, they actually merged I'm not in, surprised. in the 80s. Uh... And it's now the Atlanta Journal Constitution and it is the premier paper 
In Atlanta, Georgia. I'm not surprised it's the premier paper. <laughs> if, if you live in Atlanta, people, is it a good paper? Is it balanced out at all? Is it a mixture of extremism and <laughs> just sort of good sensationalism? I don't so, know. Tell us what it's like as a newspaper. Oh, go. good story and a good one for debate. Ah, oh, it's a hot topic. What do you think, people? What do you think? Do you have theories on who the Atlanta Ripper might have been? What do you think about the story? Uh, an anger-inducing story, obviously. Yes, indeed. Yes. But a gruesome one as well, and mm. just full of mystery. I mean, who was this person? Deserves a lot of exploration and theories as much as Jack the Ripper did. Well, quite. Yeah. And, and yet, and, and, and yet, we and don't yet, really know. Well, exactly. I mean, perhaps this is a case that is much more well known in the states. Mm. Um, certainly here, I had never heard of it before until I started oh. um, researching for the the episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, in America, is this something that is as famous as Jack the Ripper is here? Tell us what you think of the story, and of course, do mix up the brass rails. Absolutely, it is. Quite delightful. It was delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Maybe it added to my anger. The cinnamon <laughs> gave me a hint of spice. It was an angry story. Let's, let's face it. It was an angry it. story. There was no way around the angriness. <laughs> but a delicious yeah. cocktail. Really, really lovely, actually. Absolutely. So yeah. both, both versions will be out um, on Friday evening. So do give it a go if you can. It's well worth a try. I have to say it was very, very nice. And if you haven't already, come and join us on Patreon. There is a new episode every single week. We've got lots of bonus content going out. We have lovely chats on there as well. Great community going on on Patreon where we have lots of story ideas being shared and lots of just crazy banter. We love our <laughs> Patreons, but we love all of our listeners. We know not all of you can join Patreon, but we love to hear from you. So do send us messages, send us ideas on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter and on email if you want to contact us some other way and tell your friends about the Poisonous Cabinet for it is a lovely place the delightful place full of marvel and whimsy thanks for listening guys we have been the people inside the poisoner's cabinet we will see you next week and remember your loved ones are trying to kill you Bye.